Welcome, everybody, to SNAP, the Saturday Night Adult Party here on Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? I am your host, Victor Govea, and on this show, you get to hear about sexuality, sexual relationships, and sexual health. Be aware that we do talk about dicks and pussies. So just to let you know. And I don't mean Richards, and I sure as heck don't mean cats. So we're coming to you at a later time today, uh, not because of anything in particular, uh, just I had a busy day today and I had to deal with, well, editing issues, actually. Uh just so you're aware, I should warn you, this program contains explicit language. And at a future time, it'll, it'll contain explicit images of a sexual nature. So it is advisable that you only present this program to persons of 18, 18 years or older. And if you are going to watch it with your children make sure you're around to explain any uh, any questions they might have or any concerns they might have uh, especially if you think they should know about something I talk about you should definitely explain it to them in well maybe cleaner language if you want um, as I said, we do speak explicitly here. I do not censor my words. I pretty much tell it as it is, as it should be. Um, well, there's, I don't think I should have to warn you anymore. But like I said, make sure you watch with someone who's 18 years or older. And if you feel you, if you believe you like or believe someone else can uh, benefit from the information I give, definitely share it and make sure you subscribe to Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway and uh, hit the notification bell so you know when we go live. Uh, if you don't watch YouTube, you can like us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is out there and uh, on Twitter. We're also on Twitter at Blind Who's. And, of course, we are on podcasts everywhere, be it Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, all the major ones. And, of course, if you want a copy of the video or audio of this program, email me at whoseblindlifeisitanyway at gmail.com or DM me on Facebook or Twitter, and I will give you access to the folder on Dropbox that houses all of the episodes that I broadcast, both in audio and video format. So no one is left without. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I want to talk to you guys today about self-image. Not to be mistaken with self-esteem. 
Now, self-image plays a part in low self-esteem. Well, sorry, I should say self-image plays a part in self-esteem, period. But it's not all of it. Because self-esteem also uh, has parts in it that include um, mental health. They include uh, a lot of the way people treat us and the way we treat others. And, of course, the way we were brought up. That is a lot. But self-image, though, that can be affected by, well, the most common places a television set. Whether you're watching Gilligan's Isle, Gilligan's Island, The Big Bang Theory, or if you're watching Dynasty, you see unrealistic portrayal of beautiful people in great wardrobe in exotic locations sometimes. And of course, the big culprit of self-image imagery is from reality shows like Big Brother, like, uh, uh, what is that show on MTV? Uh, uh, Real something, I don't know, something like that. Anyway, reality shows are a big, big factor in self-image because a lot of people, well, actually, from what I hear, it's almost 95% of the people on earth take their cues from reality TV shows. That's a lot. I mean, I'm here thinking that, well, you know, it's got to be only one or two people that feel that way because nobody is stupid enough to take reality shows seriously. But they do. There's always someone looking at The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. There's always somebody watching reruns of The Love Connection, whatever the case is. And more often than not, those people are hired on to look and act a certain way. In other words, none of reality TV is actual reality. And that's a fact. Heck, even Netflix has gotten on the bandwagon. Uh, They had a show called The Circle they just released. And, I mean, that one's about a a bunch of teen, uh, a bunch of, uh, well, I don't know if they're teenagers or something, but they're living in a building. And they all interact with each other and don't interact with each other. In fact, the only way they interact with each other is with a social platform that the TV producers essentially created for them. And, of course, each one of those people are beautiful. Each one of those people has a a great wardrobe, excellent hair, gorgeous lips, and blue eyes, and green eyes, and huge lashes, and, you know, 
and and you know there isn't a single inch of fat on them they got the perfect boobs everything but that's not right the majority of us are overweight have diabetes have kidney problems have liver problems have a drinking problem have eating problems whether it's purging or bulimia or anorexia. But these problems do exist. So my concern now is how they exist in relation to your sexual health. A lot of times people will be their own worst critics. They will never be happy with their weight. In a lot of cases, they will never be happy with their hair color. They will never be happy with their speech pattern. And they try to make their lives something that it isn't so they can impress other people. Somewhere along the line, you get old enough to figure, hey, nobody cares. I'm just going to be me. If you're lucky, you were raised that way. That you shouldn't care what other people think about you. You should care about how you think of yourself. That's what's most important. Because self-image is nothing without the self. Occasionally, people will have really fucked up ways of looking at themselves. Especially when it comes to sexual health. In some cases, some women feel their pussies aren't shaved enough. Other people might think that they have larger boobs than the rest. And yet others might think their dicks are too small or too large. There's the opposite end of that scale. Or maybe their nutsacks are too hairy, too long. They hang down too far. Or maybe there's too much fat around it. It all depends on how they see themselves. And of course, that'll heavily depend on how they interact with their partners, their lovers, their wives, their girlfriends, their boyfriends. How many times have you wanted to turn on the light so you could see your lover? while you're making love to them. But they insist on the lights being shut off. How many times do you want to go down on your lover for oral sex, but you're feeling suffocated because 
they insist on having their bodies covered with the sheets. These are things that do affect us. And don't say they don't, because I know some of you do manscaping. Okay, so it's not just a female thing. It's a male thing. Heck, even I do manscaping. So don't say that, oh, yeah, I'm a man. I don't need to do that. Yes, yeah, true. But when you take off your shirt and you look like a fuzzy teddy bear, guess what? You're going to think that you have too much hair. Too much chest hair, too much hair on your back, too much pit shaving or pit hair. Or worse, you've got gray hairs, gray pubes. You've got gray hair all over yourself. On your head, on your face, in your pubes, on your chest, on your ass. These are things that affect almost 95% of us in one way, form, shape. And it's interesting that I use those terms, form and shape, because body shape lends a lot to self-image. And the worst part is media, not just television, media in general, has you believing that the perfect image is beautiful. The perfect image is a swimmer's body or a weightlifter's body with a six or eight pack on their abdomen. And that is a great image to have. And if you can achieve it, more power to you. But make sure you do it in a healthy way. Proper diet, exercise, that includes weightlifting, calisthenics, stuff like that. Most importantly are, are the calisthenics because that not only benefits you in life, but it benefits you in sex as well. It improves your stamina. It does a lot of that actually. <laughs> I'm going to relate something to you guys, which is very personal. Some of you might say I'm ridiculous. Some of you might say, oh, God, I don't want to hear that shit from you. Yet others will say, why are you telling me this? Evidence will become clear in a moment. The fact is, I've had low self-esteem all my life. And I've had reason to have low self-esteem. I've worn Coke bottle glasses my entire life, which made my eyes grow to enormous proportions. 
Of course, I've always been overweight and fat. And so naturally, the kids in the schoolyard, the people in life would call me fat ass or, or uh, four eyes. And I would get teased like crazy. God, I can't remember how many bullies I had back in school. But another piece of this self-esteem puzzle was my body image. Because I was embarrassed. I didn't like wearing shorts. I didn't like going swimming. And of course, the big aspect that affected me was the size of my dick. Unfortunately, with large weight, more often than not, the penis is proportionate. And unfortunate, the proportion goes down. The larger you are, the smaller your penis is. At least that's how I've always felt. That's how it's been with me. I've always thought my penis was small. I've always thought I had a tiny dick. And yes, I realize what I'm saying. I am putting myself out there. And I'll tell you why. Every time I had a girlfriend, they would tell me how my penis was just right. Or oh, your dick's fine. Your dick is perfect. I mean, it got to the point where most of the time, I was doing oral sex on a woman because I could please them that way. I was never sure I could with a penis. Well, with my penis anyway. So it got to the point where the majority of my sexual repertoire was oral sex. <clears throat> Excuse me. Was oral sex. Of course, I also wore Coke bottle glasses. So I always wanted the lights on because I wanted to see my lover. I wanted to enjoy her getting off. But she never did because she was, I don't know, embarrassed of her body. Or worse, she was embarrassed of mine. Maybe she didn't want to look at me. Which is a distinct possibility. The fact is, she might have been there just for the sex. Because I will say this. A lot of my girlfriends enjoyed the phone sex.
and I don't mean, uh, I, I, I don't, well, I'm not going to be humble about this. The fact is I've got a lovely voice for a man. And I can tell some interesting stories. Really interesting stories. Uh, believe me, you should have heard some of the sex, sex talk between me and them. But another thing I also had was the counseling skills. It was like I was born with them. I was a natural counselor from a young age without any training. I knew how to listen. I knew how to talk to people. I knew how to advise people or at least how to help them figure out what to do. I've always known how to do that. And of course, my girlfriends loved that because inevitably they would call me and talk to me about ex-boyfriends or ex-girlfriends or problems they were having, whatever the case. And I was the guy to go to. Inevitably, that ended up with phone sex. And naturally, that phone sex would develop into something more. And so they'd want to be with me. But the problem is, they'd end up seeing what I look like. So they don't want to do it with the lights on because of me, not because of them. I was uh, in that situation at one point. It was a friend of my brother's. <clears throat> and... Uh, no, nah, fuck it. Ocean, you know who you are. But we got together. We had all the usual platitudes of I love you and we were having phone sex on the phone and there was always that. And she always talked to me. In fact, I even went so far as to help her with her schoolwork. On the first day she agreed to meet me, the first day we agreed to meet each other. Because up until, until this point, I'd warned her that I was fat that I wasn't the best man looking man in the world. In fact, the elephant man might've had me beat in terms of looks. And those were my exact words. But she kept saying, oh, that's okay. I, I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you look like. So, <clears throat> because she lived far away and I lived in the center of downtown Toronto, 
we decided to meet each other in a halfway point between both our homes, equidistant. Just so happened to be a 7-Eleven near a beach. And yes, Toronto does have beaches. And it took me a while to find her. She was in her car. And she wouldn't come out. Eventually, she did come out. And eventually... She acted all quiet. Completely different than how she acted on the phone. Because on the phone, she was a chatterbug. But she was quiet, always hiding her face and her hair. Never looking me directly in the eyes. Not coming near me. And eventually, we, I pretty much cut off the date soon because I lied to her and told her I had to go. But I ended up calling her later that night. And I got the truth out of her. That's another thing I can do, is get the truth out of people. And she told me she didn't expect me to look the way I did. So I asked her, what did I lie about? And she agreed that I didn't actually lie to her. So I started to re-examine in my mind all the conversations we had. All the stuff I told her about what I look like. About what I said. And I never played down the fact that I was fat. I never exaggerated that I might not be the greatest looking guy in the world. But either way. I was stupid enough to forgive her and believe her when she said, oh, I'll change, I'll change, I'll change. So meanwhile, one day I was, she needed help with her schoolwork. So I asked her to come over and because I had a computer at the time, it was a really basic computer, but it was a computer nonetheless. And um, I did the project for her. Well, I helped her do the project, but I did most of the work. Well, during that time, she decided that she needed to talk to my brother. They were friends after all. So I didn't think anything of it. Well, she went to talk to my brother. Right in the next room, by the way. 
my door was kitty corner to his door. And she must have been one quiet fuck because it turns out they were fucking in there while I was hard at work on her project. And yes, I found that out later from my brother. So as you can imagine, I haven't had the greatest luck in women. But then I got hit with a big one. And this was a more recent incident. I want you to be weary of people who tell you that they were mad and they say things they don't mean when they're mad, which isn't true. They say they do say, th they do say things that they do mean. It's just unfiltered by their stupid brain. I'd broken up with my girlfriend. And she yelled at me and gave me all my negative aspects. And the biggest aspect, the biggest negativity aspect of me that she gave me was that I had a nub of a dick. That affected me profusely. All my life, I thought I had a small dick. So suddenly, the woman I profess to love comes out and just yells it at me. And no, I mean, look. Don't lie to me and say you don't say things you don't mean when you're angry. Because that's utter bullshit. The fact is, she did mean every word of that. I had a nub of a dick. And that affected me so much after that. To the point that I became impotent. That I got ED. Erectile dysfunction. And that was the most recent issue. Well, most recent is incident, that is. But... 
you can see how body image can affect how you interact with other people. Thinking you're too fat or that you have four eyes or worse, Coke bottle glasses. You might want to stay in a little corner, hiding, tucked away, not talking to anyone or being afraid to talk to anyone. And losing out on great experiences. Of course, there's the other end of the shtick. Where you feel you need to compensate with a sense of humor. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it's a great icebreaker. Even better, sometimes it makes you the hit of a party. But after everything is said and done, you feel empty. Because nobody invited you out after. You were the joker of the party. But nobody wanted to take you out for a drink. Nobody wanted to spend time with you. Nobody wanted you to stick around. But, hey, you were the life of the party. But issues like that can affect one's sexual health. It can affect how they behave. A person who believes they have a small dick might want, might not want oral sex because they're afraid of how their partner will see them. Some people who have a small dick might not want to have sex with their partner because they might think they're not big enough to satisfy. Now, I should say that if you do have a small dick, more often than not, you shouldn't worry. Because pussies actually shrink and or ramp around the dick. To accommodate the size. And I urge you all to seek out a book. It's called the Vagina Bible. I'm sorry, folks. You might hear my daughter yelling in the background. So, uh, yeah. She's playing games again. What can you do? I haven't built my studio yet.
But anyway, it's called the Vagina Bible, and it gives you everything you ever wanted to know about vaginas. Uh, if you want me to, I can tell you who wrote it in another uh, in another episode. I'm sorry, I can't remember offhand who it was that wrote it. It was a Canadian doctor, female doctor, and uh, she was a gynecologist. And, um, well, I mean, it's got everything you ever wanted to know. I mean, hell, there was so much there I didn't know. I want to say hi to Maria. Thank you for joining us, Maria. I'm glad you could be here. Yeah. So far, it's only Maria I see. Well, it's I should say it's only Maria that's made a comment. I mean, <laughs> she's the only one who's brave enough to actually watch this stupid episode of Snap. So, I mean, what can you do? <clears throat> what can you do to help yourself with body image? Well, you need positive affirmations. And if you think I'm telling you to talk to yourself, I am. I am saying when you wake up, Say to yourself that you are beautiful, both inside and out. Think about all the different parts of your body and comment on how perfect they are. And if you think don't think they're perfect, comment on how they're perfect for you. Say to yourself that I will go through the day not worrying about what others think of me, but what I think of myself. Say to yourself in the morning when you wake up that I love myself. That's something that a lot of us can't admit to. Loving ourselves. And no, I'm not talking about masturbation. No. I'm talking about loving our bodies. Our images in our minds. Of course, we have to picture ourselves in our minds. And the other thing you have to do is strip completely naked and go stand in front of a full-length mirror. And look at your body. 
pay close particular attention to the ugly parts of your body that you think are ugly. This will have a dual effect. One, it'll make you more comfortable with your own image. But two, it might also inspire you to make changes if you need to make those changes. If you are standing in front of the mirror and you notice that you are 100 pounds overweight, you might get inspired to actually do something about it. Another thing you can do is don't pay attention to any comments on the street. Or any, any comments from other people that you might come across. I remember one day I was on the streetcar. Sorry. A streetcar, for those who don't know, is a light rail transit system. And they're just like trains. They're single cart trains running on a track. They're electrically powered. And you might... You might know of them as uh, streetcar. You might have seen some on TV when you watch something about San Francisco. That's where they're most commonly known for. But I think they're called trams overseas. Yeah, I think they're called trams overseas. Um, anyway, I was taking the tram one day and <clears throat> I just happened to be going past the little Portugal area of the city on the streetcar. And I was sitting down and these two women were sitting right beside me. Well, yeah, sitting right beside me for all intents and purposes because I could hear them clearly. Plus, I had sight at the time, so, yeah, I kind of knew they were talking about me. They actually had the furtive glances, the uh, coverings of the mouth and stuff like that. Anyway, they started to make fun of my weight in Portuguese. At the time, actually, it could have been any of the Latin languages. French, Italian, Portuguese, French, uh, Spanish, rather. And I could speak all of those languages fluently at the time. So you can imagine how embarrassed they were when I called them out on it as I was leaving. 
they realized that I was Portuguese. And that they shouldn't assume that everybody else isn't Portuguese. Especially in little Portugal. But none of that matters. At the end of the day, how you feel about yourself is what's more important. Don't worry about what others say about you. Worry about what you say about yourself. Do you love yourself? Do you like what you're doing in life? Do you like what you're doing with your career? Do you like the way your friends treat you? Do you like the way your partner or boyfriend or girlfriend treats you? If, they, if you don't like it, are you willing to stand up for yourself? To put your foot down and say, hey, I don't like when you do this. Because I got to tell you, Silence doesn't help anyone. And in the end, you're just stuck in the same situation over and over again. And eventually it does boil over. Eventually it just mounts up. It just piles on. And then you have a real breakdown. You'll get angry, maybe get violent, yell at a child or someone else who doesn't deserve it. No, it's better to put out little fires than to put out a raging inferno. And that's essentially what you're doing. You got to watch out for that kind of thing, folks. It'll jump out of nowhere. And more, usually it's when you least expect it. Sorry, expect it. The same goes for your sexual health. Don't be ashamed of your body. Your body is a work of art. Nowhere will you find erogenous zones that actually give you pleasure.
you think you've got an awful valise? No, you don't. You've got an awful voice for other people. But you love your voice. You like your voice the way it is. You've got huge tits. Or on the other side of things, you've got small, tiny tits. It doesn't matter. You like them. What are they used for anyway? To give milk to a baby? Yes, they're used for that sometimes. Sometimes they aren't. Sometimes ducks get clogged. And milk is not expressed through the breasts. Sometimes a woman's tits aren't as sensitive as they'd like them to be. And sometimes they're too sensitive to the point where they're painful at the touch. These are things you need to communicate to your lover, to your partner. Now, more often than not, a lot of partners will tell you what you want to hear. They won't tell you the truth. Either one, because they don't want to make you feel bad. Or two, because they want to get fucked that night. Either way, more often than not, you may not hear the truth. In fact, I know lots of people who aren't telling them the other person, the whole truth. Because they don't want to hurt them. And that's really a nice thought. But it's only that, a nice thought. Because in the end, you are creating a disaster for this person. Because not knowing how you think means you'll lie about other things. Whether you want to admit it or not. So if they ask you if they look good in a dress, tell them the truth. If you have sight, that is. I mean, when a woman asks me if they look good in a dress, I actually go over and touch it, feel it on their bodies.
I have no idea what color it is, but I know how it feels on their bodies. How it looks draping off of them. So just because you're blind doesn't give you an excuse to lie to people. So affirmations, positive affirmations. Not giving a shit what other people think. Unfortunately, it took me 50 years to feel that way. <laughs> uh, I grew up with a family that always cared about what the neighbor said. Oh, don't go out there like that. You're going to embarrass me in front of the neighbors. And believe me, the neighbors knew everything about whatever you did. That was one thing my mother always drilled in me. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't give a shit what other people think of you. Give a shit what you think of you. Because mirror, mirror on the wall, I am the most beautiful one of all. And I'm certainly fuckable. So I am going to check if we have any other comments. Okay, no more comments. Thank you for joining us, Maria, and everyone else who, who watched this show today. <sighs> Hopefully we'll be back next week at a more, well, I won't say decent hour, but at an hour that everyone can enjoy. And maybe we'll have a better topic. And don't worry, I am still trying to get that BDSM dominatrix on who ran for mayor of Toronto. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> that should be an exciting uh, show that day. So thanks for joining me, and I will see you guys next week. Bye-bye, everybody.